What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Another week, another frustrating loss for the Saints. They're now one and two. This team is tragic. We'll talk about it here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. So, yeah, that just happened. The Saints lost a game to a Panthers team that before this weekend, everyone was talking about how they had the longest losing streak in the NFL. Everyone was talking about how Matt Rule is not an NFL coach and will probably be coaching Nebraska next year. And they end up getting beat by this team. And honestly, I don't think the final scoreboard does justice to the fact that the Saints were horrible today. And I don't think the Panthers necessarily did anything today where I said, hey, that was a nice performance by them or the Saints were just bad sloppy with the football when the offense finally got it going late in the fourth defense had that lapse with LaVisca Chenault getting there and then just the cherry on top of all this misery is Jarvis Landry Traquan Smith and Michael Thomas all three of them getting hurt and it's it's just one of those situations now where you go into week four and who knows I don't even know who's going to be ready for that London game and at this point, I don't even know if that's going to save them anyway, if they have everyone back. So let's just kind of jump into it. Uh, obviously, of course, if you're listening on YouTube, you can drop comments, questions, predictions, reactions, throw them in there, and I'll pull it up in a little bit. Just going to get through a couple of opening comments, rants, and then we'll go to there. And if you're listening on Twitter, unfortunately, the Twitter comments aren't coming through. So come to the link uh, that I dropped on Twitter, the YouTube link. Come through here, drop some comments in, and we'll get chatting about this. But let's get down to business here. This offense is fucking horrendous. I, there's, there's no other word to use for this with this offense. Honestly, I tweeted it about 50 times today. This offense is fucking terrible. And everything about it stinks. They can't run the football efficient, efficiently. Their passing game, there's no intermediate to short passing game because there's questions about whether or not the quarterback's reading the field correctly. Every time... After an incomplete pass on first down, they run it on second and 10 just to set up third and seven. They did it so many times today, and they've been doing it so many times this season because their offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael, is predictable. That's how it's been. The offensive line, sloppy penalties. There, there's no mixing up the play calling. There are teams just nonstop blitzing the New Orleans Saints because the protection calls between the quarterback and O-line when they're getting blitzed are terrible. There's nothing right about this team. In fact, the only thing that went right today was that Chris Olave looked like a damn star. Chris Olave built off. I said last week he should have had 100 plus yards last week in, against the Bucks. Well, he has 147 this week against the Panthers. He looked great. And that is the lone positive from today's game offensively. And maybe I'll throw in a little cherry on top of saying, hey, I thought Traquan looked pretty damn good before he got hurt, but he got hurt. So that just overshadows the fact that Traquan actually had a decent game. So Chris Olave was the only positive. But this is a bad football team. No matter how you want to spin it, how I want to spin it, who you want to blame, who I want to blame, it's a bad football team. And you'd be lying to yourself right now if you think otherwise. They are one miraculous quarter away from being 0-3. One miraculous quarter away from being 0-3. If they don't have that crazy game against the Falcons, this team is winless with all three losses coming in the division which is also bad. You're losing games, but you're, you're not just losing games. You're losing division games. It's worse. It adds on top of it. So this is a bad football team. This is a poorly coached football team. And what bothers me the most right now is there needs to be changes, whether it's the play calling, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's mixing up the way you're going about it on offense. But it's not going to happen. You know why it's not going to happen? Because for the last seven months, we've been told that continuity is key, right? That's why you really didn't do a coaching search. You said you, said you did, but you really didn't. You knew you were going to hand it to Dennis Allen. That's why instead of going for a different offensive play caller, you brought Pete Carmichael back, who, by the way, was ready to go on fucking vacation before they brought him back. Let's call a spade a spade. You remember those reports? Saints are going to go with someone new, and then they were like, just kidding. Pete Carmichael's coming back. Don't forget about Pete. He's back. The man was going on vacation for a reason. He probably didn't want to coach. So now he's just coaching an offense that I can tell you what's going to happen. First down's going to be incomplete. Second down is going to be a three-yard run. And then the third down, well, guess what? Get ready for that. It's either going to be a shot down the field or a play that ends up dooming them. Or even when they have a big play, offensive holding, it comes back 10 yards. So it's just a mess right now. And it's coming from an, a regime that I'm telling you is not going to make any changes. They're just going to tell you that we need to be better. We're going to be better. We're going to make some changes. But I haven't seen any upgrades offensively through the first three games of this season. And I don't think they have the guys in-house to fix it anyway. And we talked all offseason season 
about how they got weapons. And, and the one thing that Sean Payton pissed us off with was that Sean never got weapons towards the end of his tenure, right? He was content with the Kevin Whites and the Marquez Calloways and the undrafted free agents. So you bring in Jarvis Landry, you bring in Chris Olave, Michael Thomas is back. That should solve all of it, right? No, not exactly. This offense right now looks worse than last year's, which makes no sense because last year they were playing guys who shouldn't even be in the NFL. But that's who they were playing. But it worked because you had a better coach. Just predictable, sloppy football team right now. And the worst part is it's not even just the offense. I can go about two hours today talking about how bad this offense is, the quarterback play, the offensive line protection, the predictability of the play calling. But the special teams is just as bad. I mean, Will Lutz, we spent all offseason talking about how Will Lutz is back and that's going to help out this team and they're going to be better off. Are they? I mean, Will Lutz is just shanking shit left and right at this point. The special teams isn't great. They're making mistakes in that regard. This is not a good football team right now. They're good in one phase, defense. But guess what? When your defense is balling out for two, three quarters, by the fourth quarter, they're going to get a little, they're going to get a little gas. They're going to get a little burnt. They're going to make mistakes, which they did last week and they made this week. It's, it's just common sense. Although I will say the mistake they made this week with LaVisca Chenault was just inexcusable, you know, inexcusable. I, I would say last week, I never really thought they made huge mistakes against the Bucs. I think it was just one of those games. The offense didn't deliver and shit happened this week though. The PJ Williams whiff and then Tyron Matthew whiffed and then LaVisca goes down the field and that just derailed any momentum you had. And I love Tyron Matthew more than the next guy, but what's he here for vibes? I'm being serious right now. They let, they let Marcus Williams go. Then they bring in Marcus May. They bring in Tyron Matthew. Marcus Williams was better than the two of them combined in three games. And, and I know a lot of you are going to sit here and say, Chris, it's three games. Relax, relax, relax. It's not about me saying the season's over. It's only three games. Like, the season's not over. But this team right now looks broken, and that's the problem. And I think the bigger problem is this team, and I felt this vibe in the preseason – when they weren't playing anyone in the preseason, I thought they, they, they figured as if they earned that shit. They earned the right to not play during the preseason. They earned the right to pretty much just sit there and not have to worry about getting ready and getting the, the chemistry down and, and getting in sync. And now you're seeing in the regular season, they're not ready for anything because the game starts and who's the better team every single time. The Falcons were better than them. The Buccaneers, let's be real, not great, but ended up winning that game. And the Panthers look better than from them from the jump today. So that's a problem. Your running backs can't hold on to the football. Mark Ingram, the first two weeks, Alvin Kamara this week. This is just really bad right now. The only players today that I would, I honestly feel like I could sit here and say, man, I thought they played excellent. I thought there were moments where Pete Werner looked really good. I thought there were moments where Demario Davis looked really good. And I thought that Caden Ellis was a surprise on defense as well. I thought he made some big plays. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, Chris Olave would be the star of the game if I'm going to throw a star of the game in a game that they look terrible in because I thought Chris Olave looked that good. But other than that, I'm not going to sugarcoat anymore. I'm usually pretty optimistic about the Saints. I'm usually always a half glass full type of guy with this team and trying to say it's early. And it is early, right? It's, it's, there's 14 games left on the schedule. But these were the games you're supposed to win. As I said at the top of this show, Matt Rule was on the fucking hot seat before today. And now, I guess that's a plus that he gets a couple more weeks and maybe they'll see him the next time around. But what does it matter at this point? So this team's just an utter mess. And uh, the biggest problem I have now that irks the hell out of me, we've reached this point on Saints Twitter where we can't just all agree that this team sucks because everyone's got an agenda as to what they want to do. Some people got to defend a certain player. The other people have to criticize that certain player. And you know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about Jameis Winston. Whether you like him or not, let's just call it what it is. This team looks bad right now. It's not all Jameis's fault, but for some people, they act like it's never his fault. And the problem is, the play calling is terrible, and you have that combination of terrible play calling with a quarterback who doesn't want to read the field. That's not a good combination, guys. No matter who you have, it's a bad combination. Because everyone asks me, oh, well, you, you said that Alvin Kamara is not a good pass catcher anymore. Were you taking a shot at Alvin? No, I'm telling you that his quarterback doesn't look at him at all. And when he was open, he missed him anyway. So that's a problem. The, the inability to take the checkdowns, the inability for your play caller to ease your quarterback when you know your quarterback isn't the top tier quarterback anyway. Like we could say what we want about Sean. And I think Sean was too restrictive of Jameis with how they ran the offense. I think Sean though, wanted to, in a sense, make it easier that they stayed in those defensive games without making mistakes. But now they're in those games where they know they got to play defense, but they are making mistakes. And you get in those situations where your defense has to score points for you to stay in a ball game. That's just not sustainable. So 
There's so much frustration here. And on top of all this, who the hell knows if Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry could play next week? And if they can't play next week, that's a huge deficit against a Vikings team that is very talented. They have their own concerns, don't get me wrong, but they just snuck out a win against a Detroit Lions team that's pretty scrappy. So that's a problem there. And if you're the Vikings, guess what you're going to do on defense all of next week? You're going to blitz. You're going to blitz the hell out of the Saints. Because until the Saints show you they could stop the blitz, why would you not keep running it back? So there are so many problems, and I don't know if this is the coaching staff to fix it. And I said this before the season started, and I'm going to hold to it, okay? If the Saints are a bad football team this year, I do not want to hear that this coaching staff needs another year. Because you sold me on continuity that like when Sean left and these guys stayed in, everything kind of stays the same, right? You keep this, the, the, the ship alive. You, if you lose 11, 12 games this year, and I'm not saying they're going to do that, by the way, so I'm, I'm not saying that, but if they lose 11 or 12 games this year, I want Dennis Allen gone, if that's the case. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to jump the ship. I know you guys are acting like I'm probably overreacting here. Maybe I am, but this is not a situation where he gets two years of leeway. I think that would be utter bullshit because he's had time to prove he's a good coach. He's had time to learn from Sean Payton, and they gave you a good roster with three winnable games to start the season, and you've lost two of them, and your team doesn't look disciplined. And your team looks sloppy. And discipline and sloppiness, that falls on the head coach. Because when the Dallas Cowboys are a sloppy team and they make big mistakes, who do we blame? Mike McCarthy. And we should. So we should not flip the script just because it's about our beloved Saints. If they look sloppy, that's on the head coach. Who's the head coach? That's Dennis Allen. That's all I got to say. And while we're at it, I talked about the schedule. They got after the Vikings game. Yeah, they got a Seahawks game that looks winnable. But no game should be considered an easy win for this team. And then after that, you have the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Rams, the 49ers, the Buccaneers. Good fucking luck if this team keeps playing like this. They, they have to figure it out. They have to. And, and I will go as far to say next week in London, that's your season. You start one and three, kiss the playoffs goodbye. Kiss any thought about the playoffs goodbye. I, I'm, I'm so tired of this team making the same mistakes and then looking at the fans and being like, ah, oh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm not saying the fans know better than the coaching staff, but what I know is that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You keep trotting out the same play caller who's got a playbook from 2005 with a quarterback who's banged up and is not making the simple reads right now, and maybe it's the injury, maybe it's him just making the wrong mistake, but you keep doing the same thing over again and the same results keep happening. Really, man, it's, it's just so freaking frustrating how this team deals sometimes. And, and it's more so frustrating because, like I said, they should be 2-1 and one at the minimum right now, and now you're 1-2. and two. And that is super frustrating. But anyway, let, let's get into some comments here, guys. Appreciate you guys, as always, dropping in comments. Let me pull up some, see what you guys have to say. I'm, I'd imagine we're all somewhat on the same page. If we're not, though, I'd love to know if you guys are thinking different. Steven says, at this point, I'm mostly concerned with the health of MT, Juice, and Traquan. So am I, man. I... MT, if this is an injury that lingers, that's a bummer. If Jarvis has an injury that lingers, that lingers, that's a bummer. And then guess what? We talked about wide receiver depth that would get shot out of hell in one game. So that would be really frustrating. Not sure what I just watched, but I definitely didn't like it. Yeah, Alex, man, that, that was the first half of football was one of the worst halves, halves of football I've seen the Saints ever play. I mean, offense was horrendous. Special teams was horrendous. Clock management was horrendous. Nothing was good about that first half. And the second half, like nothing was really great about it either. At least they showed somewhat of a pulse, but still crap. How much on Jameis' health or play and coaching is just as bad? Look, Jameis is hurt. I, I said this last week, and I'm going to say this week. He is visibly injured. He's not doing his warm-ups that he usually does. That's a dead giveaway that he's injured. He's not able to get as many reps in practice. Guess what? Because he's injured. All that's going to affect you during the actual game. Which begs the question, this is not me shitting on Jameis. You guys know how I feel about Jameis Winston. I think there is upside there, but he is who he is. He's going to have moments where he wows us, and he's going to have moments where he frustrates us. And you have to just kind of live in the middle and hope there's times where he's consistent, even though that doesn't happen often. But either way, you know what, what's there upside-wise when he's healthy. But he's not healthy, and you can see it. He's not moving in the pocket. He's not making the right reads. He's not changing the blitz protections. He's just not. So it's bad football play right now. And for anyone who thinks, oh, well, it's unfair on Jameis, Baker Mayfield, and I said this last, last week referring to the 2021 season, Baker Mayfield got injured in week two, shoulder injury, decided to play through it, and we all ripped him because this is how the NFL works. 
Even though you're injured, if you suit up on Sundays, you're willing to go out there. And if you're willing to go out there, you are subject to criticism if you play like shit. That is the way the NFL works. Is it fair? Probably not, right? Because for our jobs, if we don't feel good, we pack it up and we go home. These guys are playing through tough injuries. So I get that it's unfair. But that's the NFL and every team does it. So if you last year were shitting on Baker Mayfield when he sucked, and I don't blame you if he did because he was horrendous last year, when Jameis Winston plays like a bad quarterback, which has been the last two games, Let's just call a spade a spade. That's all I'm saying, right? This has nothing to do with agendas or who should start this or that because it's not like the Saints have some unproven star waiting in the wings and and Andy Dalton. We know who Andy Dalton is. He's a game manager. But have some common sense if you're the Saints, right? Save the player from themselves sometimes. That's how how I'll end that, that part. VJ, good question. That's how I'll end it there, though. Save the player from themselves sometimes. He cannot move right now. But you're throwing him out there, and the results aren't good anyway. Chris Olave will be ready at least. Yeah, look, Chris Olave looks pretty damn good. Uh, that's the, the, the one thing I walk out of this game. I'm like, Chris Olave looks fantastic. Other than that, I don't want to talk about anything else. Steven asked, do you, after watching two games this week, think Winston's injury is holding him back, or is it just bad quarterback play? So I, I just said it before, Steven. I think it's both. I think he's visibly injured. He is, you know, clearly injured. There's no denying that. I think Jameis Winston is obviously hurt, and I feel for the guy because he's dealing with two injuries at once, and that sucks. I stubbed my toe. I'm out for the day. This guy's dealing with a sprained ankle, and or and he's dealing with four broken vertebrae, vertebrae in his back. He's a tough guy, but he's playing bad right now. He's not making the simple reads. He's making life harder for himself. I don't know if he welcomes the blitz at this point that he's not bringing in an extra protect and, and, and changing the call, but it's it's just bad quarterback play right now. That's That's the truth. Alex says offense looks borderline worse than last season, which is insane considering the talent they added this offseason. I 1,000% agree. And I know you guys are saying Odell season. They could add Odell. I'm telling you, it's not going to change shit. And I love Odell, and I would love to see Odell in a Saints uniform. Not going to change anything right now with this play calling and the way this system's just moving. Dennis says they're just not a good offensive team that goes from the coaches down to most of the players. Yep, I I 1,000% agree, right? When I tweet this team's horrendous and they're bad at football, some people comment back, well, Chris, let's call out the coaching staff. I'm telling you, I'm calling out the coaching staff. The coaching staff is doing a terrible job. A terrible job. They're not adjusting. And I think a lot of that is because they're in different roles now. And what I mean by that, and I talked about it in week one when the Saints were losing the Falcons. I said, when Dennis Allen was a defensive coordinator of the Saints, he was so good at making adjustments. That was actually his bread and butter. Go into halftime, figure out what went wrong, come back, figure it out. When you're the head coach, you can't. You got more on your plate. And you're you're juggling more stuff at the same time. And right now, it kind of seems like he's doing a bad job of juggling all that. And Pete Carmichael, uh, I don't know. I'm running out of words here. I'm running out of words. Imagine what this team would look like if we had hired Mike McDaniel, not traded CJ, and drafted a young running back like Damian Pierce. Look, the Damian Pierce one, I'm not going to disagree. I thought the Saints actually should have gotten a running back. I, I said that the running back group, they just decided to ignore for some weird reason. Mike McDaniel is why, and it's only three games, Mike McDaniel is why, for me, if you're going to get a coach, I like to lean offensive coach. It's an offensive league driven by quarterbacks, not driven by defense, but the Saints went defensive coach because it fit their continuity idea. And that's where we're at. And Dennis Allen might come around and figure this out and we can come back and we can watch this video and say, Chris, look at you, dumbass. You jumped the gun and Dennis Allen's a good coach. And I hope we can come back and rewatch this stream and say, man, look how much of an idiot you look like because it wouldn't be the first time that I look like an idiot. But right now, when you see guys like McDaniel doing the thing, it, it just reminds you it's good to have an offensive coach. That's how I feel about it. DJ, way too many penalties, pre-snap penalties to be precise, illegal shifts are not supposed to happen as consistently as it happened with the Saints. I agree, DJ, DJ, 1,000%. Hayden says, Chris, please talk about how, how, how uh, please talk about the coaching being bad, but man, Jameis is also bad. Yeah, look, it's, but those, those are big problems. I, I said it after week two, I think. I didn't panic after the Bucks lost. I, I was like, man, they got a lot of time. They can figure it out. But they have questions at coach and they have questions at quarterback. How are you supposed to win games when you have questions at the two most important things on an NFL team? I don't care how good the defense is. I don't care how talented this roster is. Although now the talent's a little deprived because they're getting banged up, which is just a Saints special every year. I don't know. I, where does the answer come from? Does your quarterback magically figure it out in year eight or does your coach magically figure it out after coaching 40-something games? You know what I mean? 
Like that, that's the funny thing that I, I, I hear with, with this whole Dennis Allen thing. When Jameis plays bad, a lot of people be like, well, he is who he is. It's year eight. When's he going to figure it out? And I don't know. I don't really disagree with that notion, right? I think that's fair. You're in the, the league long enough. You are who you are. Dennis Allen has this season. And after this season, if it goes bad, I do not want to hear about how he can turn into a good coach. He was bad in, in, with the Raiders. And if he's bad this year, and we'll see, he's still, got, he's still got 14 games left to turn this narrative around. You are who you are. Sometimes you're just a really good coordinator. I'd argue a great co- coordinator. But sometimes great coordinators aren't good coaches. Vic Fangio would be a great example. Jamie says, wait a year to be able to see the Saints in person, going to London ne- uh, game next week. I'm from UK and I'm already preparing myself for frustration and hang over the next day. Jamie, man, I, I feel for you in the sense that it could be a frustrating day. But who knows? I'll tell you what you can expect, though, Jamie. No matter what the Saints game's looking like, you know that even if they play like crap, they'll make a little run at the end of the game to give you a little bit of hope, and then they'll end up killing that hope. But that's what they like to do. Luke says we need to fire Pete Carmichael. I mean, I don't know, Luke. That seems a little early. I'll say this about Pete, though. He is one more game away from doing second, second and 10 runs before I lose my mind. I almost lost my mind today. And, and contrary to popular belief, because I know I'm like losing my mind on the live stream right now, I'm, I don't say a peep during Saints games. I just sit there, I watch it, and I take it like it's a goddamn prostate exam. I'm just sitting there. But this team, if they run it on second and 10 again, seven times like they did today, I'm going to lose my mind. It's so predictable. It's so stupid. Then you put your quarterback and your offense in a predictable passing spot, and it doesn't work out. Shocker. Seems to be the popular narrative here. Saints and injuries shaking hands. Don't, don't, uh, don't disagree. Ali asks, why do we always click in the fourth quarter? I'll tell you why they click in the fourth quarter, because defenses are playing prevent. The Saints decide to actually add some tempo because Pete Carmichael needs three quarters to realize I should go up tempo. And then they get something going a little bit. But then it's a little bit too much too late, and that's it. So there, there's, there's what you have. Too little, too late for the Saints team kind of seems to be the theme on offense. They did it last year too, though. You remember the Trevor Simeon thing? They would start off slow on offense because they didn't have talent and they would struggle. And then the fourth quarter, teams would play prevent. They'd get some breaks in the zone and they would score a little bit, give us some false hope, and then lose by a possession. It's the same cycle. The, the, the quicker we get used to it, guys, the less these losses really hurt or get frustrating. Aiden says, DA is the shit coach. Carmichael's a shit play caller and Jameis can't fucking see a blitz that's staring him in the face. Uh, for three weeks, it's hard to disagree with those comments. I mean, I- I'll say it again, man. DA is going to run out of time here quickly from the fans' patience. The Saints are going to give them all day because they're going to give me this rah-rah shit about, you know, continuity. But he's not Sean Payton. He's just not. The only thing they have in common is that they wear a visor. That's the only thing they have in common. Sean Payton and Dennis Allen both wear a visor. That's it. One of them's a great coach. The other one's a great coordinator. And maybe Dennis Allen turns it around, but he's proving time and time again that he can't. I had so much hype for this team going into season. Now it quickly has gone away. Yeah, like that's that's how it usually goes, right? And if they win on Sunday, next Sunday against the Vikings, then all of a sudden we're like, hey, they're two and two. Then they play the Seahawks. That could be three and two. And then we, we talk ourselves back into it. It's an endless cycle. Uh, but that's football. And it's a long-ass season. So I'm not saying the season's over, but I'm saying get ready for some... Some of this. You can see a lot of up and down. Sean says, so predictable on offense, sloppy as fuck. Uh, Sean, I don't disagree, man. It's it's pretty bad. We need to sit Winston, clearly hurt, put Dalton in, miss Sean, DA is so bad. All right, quick to the point, get through those. Look, I I feel for Jameis Winston because he's clearly dealing with injuries. I feel for him. I really do. I, I genuinely feel bad for him. He He can't play right now, though. And how the Saints keep playing in there, if, if the whole point was, hey, we're not going to go to Dalton unless it's a game where Dalton gets the full week of practice reps to start, I weirdly respect that in a way. But at the same time, they just threw away two games that they could have won because the offense could have moved the football. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, part of it is bad quarterback play, right? I said the reads and, and just not seeing things the right way. But let's not kid ourselves. That, that fourth quarter, when he was on that adrenaline rush against the Falcons, he was making throws that right now he just can't make. Probably because of the back or the ankle or both. They're probably, it, look, it's, it, it's a thing. But again, if he's going to go out there and play, we got to talk about if he plays bad or if he plays well. 
that that's it. That's all. I understand the frustration, but I feel like it's too early to, to doom this team. We just keep shooting ourselves in the foot. Ross, I don't disagree about the too early part. I actually agree with you. It is too early to be like, hey, wash the season off our hands. It's over. But they keep making the same mistakes. That's what's frustrating. You know, usually you make the mistake the first week. All right, fine. Figure it the second week. Then you made the, the mistake the second week. And then you did it the third week. And I'm just, I'm tired of it, you know? And, and, and I don't know if you guys feel this way. And if you guys feel this way, let me know in the chat. I'm curious. Does it almost feel like the Saints won week one, even though they should have lost week one, and didn't go back and check what they freaking did wrong? It almost felt like they won that game and they thought, hey, just because we won that game, we're good. But they were not the better team. The Falcons were the better team that day for most of the game. For a 12-minute stretch, the Saints were a better team and won. And that was it. But it felt like they didn't learn from any of their mistakes because they've come back time and time again. And it's really, really frustrating. I agree, Ross, but it's also predictable play calling offense. Can't get shut out first half and expect to win. They did it again and again, and I tweeted before the game. I said, hopefully they don't start off slow. And you know what the Saints said? Well, Chris, get ready because we're starting off slow. So frustrating, man. So frustrating. Literally tweeted, and I'm reading, reading it right now. So curious to see how the Saints offense looks early in this game. Can't keep coming out flat. Well, you bet your ass they came out flat. It's, it's getting out of hand, man. It's getting out of hand. This team, top to bottom, I'm going through some of the comments. I see the frustration. Some of you guys are calling it a fluke week for, for Rule. I don't disagree, and I still think Matt Rule's a horrendous coach, but Matt Rule just got a win because the Saints were undisciplined, made a lot of mistakes. Turnovers are just coming in bunches now. It's a bad football team, guys. It's a bad football team, and they have time to change it, but it's a bad football team. That's all. Complacency in terms of our coaching search as well as trading CJ Gardner Johnson for three boxes of Fruit Loops is really going to give the Eagles a top 10 pick while simultaneously being Super Bowl contenders. Well, Gabriel, first off, they would be so lucky if they got three boxes of Fruit Loops for CJ Gardner Johnson. I don't even think they got that, in my opinion. Second, I do agree with you. I, I look, maybe it was ba that bad behind the scenes. I know Nick talked about it, and Mike talked, and Mike Triple talked about it. And don't get me wrong, they are the two best in the business when it comes to Saints reporting. So I, they're probably right that it was that bad behind the scenes in terms of not listening to coaching, whatever. But like they traded Gardner Johnson for nothing, gave him to an Eagles team that guess what? At this rate is going to shellack them later this year. Like absolutely just kill them at this rate. And that you lose that energy. You lose that energy, man. And, and the, the, the secondary is supposed to be the strength. Adebo still clearly hurt because he's not playing full reps. Alante Taylor's on IR. Marcus May didn't play today. So, so much for that depth. It's really not paying off right now. Looking at our schedule for the rest of the season, oh boy, it's going to be rough. Yeah, look, I mean, th this is what I'll say. And I, I truly mean this. I think when the Saints play their brand of football, I don't care who's on the schedule, right? I don't care if it's the Bengals, the Bucks, the Rams, 49ers, whichever team they play on the schedule coming up. I don't really care if they play their brand of football because I think they can, they can win those games when they play their style. But they're playing good defense with no offense, with offense picking up late, with defense getting tired late. And it's a theme that's happened now three times in a row. And it's bit them in the ass twice, and they got lucky once. So I, I agree with you. The schedule looks tough. I don't disagree with that at all. But, man, uh, I, I don't want to like be like, hey, you know, you look at these opponents, they're not going to win. I, the Saints just play better football, and all of a sudden we're looking at the schedule differently. But they're just not doing that right now. And, and that's why I, I'm trying to be fair in terms of like, hey, the season's not over. It's only week three. But we'll see. It's up to them. They're the only ones who can fix this problem. DA and Pete got to go. I'm ready for it. Uh, that seems to be uh, seems to be the common theme here. And I see a lot of pretty funny comments here about people saying this team sucks and, and whatever. And I don't disagree with you guys. But yeah. Imagine losing 12, 13 games and not having a first-round pick next year. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. I do not think that the Saints will lose 12 to 13 games this year. I just don't. But that's the other frustrating part. Because while this team is losing games, I can't even sit here jokingly looking at a mock draft and be like, hey, who can we take next year? We don't have our pick. The Eagles are sitting here just joking around and, and enjoying. And while the Eagles are winning, and they're 3-0, and they look great, by the way, and Jalen Hurts has just ascended. So I'm so happy for him. He looks fantastic. This team is losing games with no first-round pick. And I know we're all like assuming that Sean Payton is going to come back and they're going to trade Sean Payton and get a lot of those picks back. I know that's what we're all the, under the assumption from. But this team also has the worst luck. So like 
What's to say Sean doesn't wait till his contract expires and then comes back? That would be peak Sean Payton. Would also be kind of funny, but it would be peak Sean Payton. I fell asleep the fir- in the first and woke up in third quarter. We still had zero points. Man, I commend you that you fell asleep and got a nice nap in because you didn't miss anything. If anything, you you saved yourself from frustration between missed field goals, blocked field goals, bad management, bad offense, missed throws, no running lanes, fumbles. You, you, you saved yourself, so kudos to you. Do you think Taysom or Dalton would give us the best chance to win next week? I think, honest to, honest to God opinion right now, I think if Jameis continues to, pl- to play the way he's playing, I think Dalton would give them the best chance. And again, that's because he's hurt. But you know, if you used common sense and you benched Jameis for week two, save him from himself, kind of let Dalton play while he was healing, maybe he comes back and he looks a little refreshed week four, week five, but that's not on the table anymore. So, yeah. I was told this medical staff would be different, but it, uh, it seems to be the same thing. DA don't got to go, but Pete does. Well, we'll see about that. Dennis Allen said he feels confident in Jameis. I, what is he supposed to say? Honestly, I mean this in the nicest way possible. This, the offseason started, and the Saints spent two weeks going after a guy who had more sexual harassment allegations than touchdown passes. And then after those two weeks were up and they didn't get him, came back and like, yeah, well, we're going to sign Jameis. No one else had, no, not a lot of other teams had interest. And that's just the truth. And that doesn't mean Jameis is a horrible quarterback because I don't think he's a horrible quarterback. But the market and demand is not there for him. And, and what are the Saints going to just throw him under the bus now? And it'd be really fitting if Dennis Allen did it as if he's one to talk. So I, I, I get you, Lou. I appreciate you dropping that comment in, by the way, because it's good to keep updated with what Dennis Allen's saying after the games. But what else is he supposed to say? Honestly, what else is he supposed to say? People keep saying, bring me last year's offense back. Well, with our wide receiver injury, you're about to get it, plus Olave. Hey, that's a big difference, though. I'm not saying that's good, but that's a big difference. Olave is 50 times better than any receiver they had last year. Olave's legit, man. I'll go as far to say, regardless of what happens this year, Olave's going to fuck around and win offensive rookie of the year. I've, I, I really mean that. I really mean that. I, I've seen enough from this kid that at this rate, he's going he's gonna to win rookie of the year if he stays healthy. I think he's that good. And, and that's the only thing that I come away from this game of like, man, that was awesome. Watching Chris Olave ball out, make tough catches down the field. That's some pretty nice ones today. Next week is going to be rough if MT Juice and, Tw- and Trick aren't ready. We play Winston. DA doesn't change. Next week's going to be rough. And it's against the Vikings. So get ready for Stefan Dick's uh, Minnesota Miracle highlights while they get ready for the game with their montage. That, that'll be freaking fantastic. Coaching has been horrible. They refuse to sit a quarterback, and that is clearly not healthy. Honestly, Dennis Allen is bowing, is uh, showing nothing different from the Oakland days. He's just not a good head coach. Not wrong, man. Not wrong. Swear to God, I think some Madden players can call better plays than the Saints. These second and 10 runs are terrible. What are you talking about, Joseph? You don't like running the ball on second and 10? You don't like a two-yard gain that's super predictable? That's what they're doing. That's all they know how to do, man. I, I, I truly mean this. One more game for Pete Carmichael. That's all. One more game, man. It, it's just, it's not working. Nothing is working with this dude. Did we keep Pete because we couldn't find any other good OC or what was the reason we looked too damn bad on offense? That's a good question, Luis. And the truth is, regardless of what the Saints want to tell you, they didn't want to go away from continuity. They like the comfortability of bringing, at, bringing back DA and bringing back Pete Carmichael and bringing back Sean's assistants. And it felt right because before they brought him back, it was reported that they were going to go with an outside hire. And people started talking about maybe Greg Olson, who used to coach with the Raiders. And there were some other names that came up. And they decided to go with Pete Carmichael after that search. And again, I'm not here today to just, just eviscerate the Saints. But when you make stupid decisions like this, you leave me with no choice. So don't blame me. Blame them. Should be 0-3. You're right about that, man. You're right about that. How in the F is Traycon playing over Callaway? Follow-up question, has Traycon ever played 10 consecutive snaps without getting knocked out of the game? All right, so I'm going to be honest with you. The first question, I don't really... I'm not going to blame Traquan. Like, he played well. He had over 100 receiving yards, and there's clearly chemistry with him and Jameis, which makes sense. They've been working out for the last two years, so, like, I, I have no problem with that. But the second que- the second question, you're right. Like, Traquan always gets hurt. And it, it absolutely sucks, especially on a game like today where he played well, but he's always hurt. Always. It's always something. And that sucks, man, because like half the time it's bad luck. But yeah. Chris Olave is him. You bet your ass he's him, man. 
I love these is him jokes, by the way, or like things that, that like the fact that that got on and became a thing. I don't know why I like it, but it's, it's pretty funny. Blair says, I'm so shocked that they signed Dalton because isn't this the reason you sign him for two or three games to heal up the starter? Thank you. Thank you. Why did you sign Andy Dalton if he's just going to sit there and do nothing? When I buy certain podcast equipment, I sometimes get the insurance policy because my clumsy ass may break it and I need a new one or I need it to get fixed. Why would you pay for an expensive backup that cost you a comp pick if you're not going to fucking use him when you need him? Does that make any sense to you guys? I'd understand if our backup was Nathan Peterman. I know Nathan Peterman just caught a stray, and I feel bad for that. But if he was our backup, I'd be like, all right, I get it. But it's Andy Dalton. The guy's been in the league. He's somewhat know, like he knows how to run a competent offense. The minute Jameis gets hurt, wasn't this the idea? Rest his back for two weeks, get Andy Dalton in there. Hopefully he wins one of those games, and then you bring Jameis back in. But now you have messed up this situation so bad. That we can't even talk about, hey, should Andy Dalton come in and alleviate Jameis for a couple games? We're talking about, hey, should Andy Dalton start the rest of the season? Like, that's the conversation we enter. Overcomplicating shit, Saints. You're overcomplicating shit. It's also triggering seeing how they're, where we're playing and then seeing the Eagles being 3-0. It is. But I got to give the Eagles a credit, man. They're, they are playing great football. Their quarterback has taken that next step. And I, I talked about this earlier today with some people. If you were saying, hey, who are you giving MVP to right now through three weeks? And it's just three weeks. It's Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson, if I'm doing it. If I, were, if I had a vote, that's who my vote would go to, one of those two. Jalen Hurts is balling out, making the right read, so I'm happy for him. I give him a lot of credit. A lot of credit. On a positive note, our linebackers look tough. Our linebackers look fantastic. And that is the, the reality of the situation. The linebackers look great. I thought the defensive line played better today. Lattimore, you never even hear his name anymore because the guy that he's playing is just in the gulag. Like, they're just not getting out. And that's about it, right? DJ Moore had one catch for two yards, by the way. I just want to make that clear. Lattimore, week now, week after week, is just doing his thing. And I can't even really get happy about it because it don't matter. The offense doesn't do anything. But Lattimore's balled out, and I agree with you, Dylan. The linebackers on this team, the, this is the best linebacker duo the Saints have had in a long time. This is, this is just really, really fun to watch. Made fun of Wade Dillbo. Uh, can't even speak right now. See what you're doing, Saints. See what you're doing to me. I made fun of Wade Phillips for being bad. DA might be the next Wade Phillips. Great coordinator. Awful head coach. Look, man, it's possible. And that's a great, that's a great comparison, right? Because Wade Phillips was a great defensive coordinator. He had that Dallas stint. It didn't work out. And then he went back. You remember he goes to Denver. And that Denver defense under Wade Phillips was just nasty. So I agree with you wholeheartedly, Blair. I, I think Wade Phillips is that perfect example. Great coordinator, bad head coach. And Dennis Allen is slowly making his way down that line over there. That's where he's going at this rate. Give Sean Payton 50 mil and bring him back, please. I don't even think he would take that. I'm being serious. When Sean comes back, and he will come back to coach, it's going to be for a team that has a ready-made quarterback situation with like a ready-made cap situation. Uh, th that's just the truth, right? Because Sean could coach this team to 10 wins with this roster, but it's a, it's probably something he doesn't want to deal with because there is uncertainty in the quarterback room and, and all that. LOL, the prostate exam sent me, bro. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Uh, th this is what this team does to us, guys. Going to the Saints-Rams game in November for my birthday. I was looking forward to going to the game. Just hope we have our team turned around by then. I, I think they will be better by November. I really do. But the whole thing about the Saints is like, you need to stay above water through September because they usually hit their stride in October and November. But you just lost two out of three games. And they were both winnable games. And now it's like you got to be perfect in October and you got to be pretty good in November. But I, I, I will tell you, though, the product in November will be better than it is now. I, I can sit here today and I've ripped the Saints for 40 minutes. I can tell you that. I really do think that will happen. Look, Pete Carmichael sucks, and that's what's wrong with the team. Well, first off, I do love the name Blake Bortles, but second, I don't, I don't think he's the only thing that's wrong with his team, though. He is, like, if I'm making the checklist, he's probably one, but he is not the only problem. The play calling from Pete Carmichael is bad. The offensive line is not playing well. The quarterback is not making simple reads. 
The running game is not working. Your your special teams is just terrible. That that's the priority list right now of things that I would say. How are the cha- what are the chances to see Danny Dalton at the London game? I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't think they're high. I I, I just don't. I don't think the Saints want to sit Jameis. I, I don't. And it makes no sense. They spent all offseason hyping up Andy Dalton and him running the offense while Jameis was dealing with an ankle injury. And like I said, this was the perfect week, the last two weeks, to sit Jameis, let him heal that back, get Andy Dalton in. And I don't know if they were afraid of starting up a controversy or they really thought Jameis would play through it and be fine. I don't know what it is, but they miscalculated. And that miscalculated has cost them two games. It's considered elite when the quarterback gets the ball out under two and a half sec- seconds. Jameis doesn't even have one second to throw the ball. Most plays the one drive reaction through short passes to start the drive. Look, I, 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 I'm not saying Jameis is responsible for everything because that would be a lie. He's not responsible for everything. But we got to stop, though, acting like he's not at fault, though, because he is at fault for a decent chunk of the Saints' problems. There are misreads. There are misthrows. And like I said, if he's going to play hurt, he's subject to criticism. If he's going to sit out and rest that back, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with sitting down and resting that back. But if you're going to play hurt and you're going to play bad, you're going to hear criticism. That's just how it goes. I don't disagree with you. The offensive line has to be better. Offensive line was sloppy today. It's been sloppy the first three weeks. But he's missing simple reads at the same time. It's more than just Carmichael. He sucks, but possible locker room issues also. I haven't heard anything yet. I, I, I'll speak to John this week and we'll see what's going on there with, with that locker room. I, I have not heard anything though, but you start losing games frequently, there will be issues. I'll tell you that much. Why won't our secondary tackle a big running back or wide receiver, mainly the Honey Badger? Good question, Rob. I, I said it at the top of the show. Honey Badger right now is here for vibes. That's what he's here for because he's not making plays. So he's here for vibes. And Marcus Williams, on the other hand, is balling the hell out. Like, literally, balling the hell out. He's already got three picks this year. He's been a really big-time player for the Ravens. He's got 22 tackles for three games. He looks like an elite safety right now. And guess what? Saints should have paid him, but they didn't. Howie Roseman should be given life in prison for how he robbed the Saints in broad daylight. Which time? Which time do we want to pick? It seems like he's doing it multiple times. Starting Jameis right now is like when Madden says, hey, can you start Jameis at 69 overall or Dalton at 73? I don't play Madden anymore, so I guess uh, you're probably, like, I guess that's a fair analogy. I don't really know. It just doesn't make sense to me, man. I, why why go and sign Dalton if you're not going to use him when your quarterback's injured and struggling? Sean's trade value is rising by the week. It is. It is. I'll tell you what, man. Every loss that the Chargers have, every loss that the Cardinals have, every loss that the Cowboys have, every, every time one of those teams loses and you're doing your little checklist of teams that can use Sean Payton, and there's a lot of teams that can use Sean Payton, the price is going up. Price of the brick is going up. Hated trading Gardner Johnson. Haven't seen energy in this team. His energy is great. Think this trade is regrettable now. Look, I hate it when they made the trade. I hate it now. I'll hate it then. But uh, they thought it was better for the team to get rid of him. They thought it was addition by subtraction. That's what they thought. That's not what I thought, but that's what they thought. And we'll see. Right now, it's looking pretty shitty, though. I'll say that much. P. Carmichael's offense is not built for all the shots Winston is taking. There's multiple routes open underneath. Can't blame injuries when he's not making easy throws. That is my point. P. Carmichael's still bad. Don't get me wrong. P. Carmichael will get the smoke. I'm not saying he won't get the smoke from the fans and, and, the, and the, the constant just, you know, criticism because when you coach bad, you're going to get it. But Jameis is missing those underneath throws. Like, everyone loves to just ignore that, but it's the truth. I also think he might hate Adam Troutman. I'm not saying Adam Troutman's a good player, but Adam Troutman's the only tight end that does not get a pass from Jameis Winston. I'm over this offense, man. I'm ready to cut my losses at this point. Yeah, right? Pumpkin picking in October doesn't sound so bad anymore, right? That's uh, that's kind of what's going on with this offense, right? No, I'm just kidding. I can't stand pumpkin picking, but Saints play bad enough. I might have to. Hey, y'all, good news. Packers are at least beating Tampa. So I do have this game on in the background. I am checking it out. Does it really matter, though? I mean, I... It's so early in the season. I guess it does matter, right? You want the Packers to win. That makes sense. I don't blame you, but I don't know. I don't know. The defense has played amazing, but they will not be able to hold up because Carmichael's play calling is leaving them on the field the entire game. Extremely predictable. 90% of uh, throws on first and and runs on second leaves us with third and long where you have to throw. Yeah, no, I talked about this, man. It, it is all types of bad. Troutman, Rees, and Bond might equal the worst draft class in NFL history. I, I don't know. I, Maybe I feel like if Brandon Cooks wasn't drafted the year that the Saints took him, I can't remember if it was like 
what they take him 2014 or some shit. That would have been the worst draft class the Saints ever had. That one was bad. The rest of the ro- the guys like didn't even make the roster. But Brandon Cooks is a damn good player, so that saved him. Brandon Cooks is obviously better than any of the three names you mentioned. Ruiz is just so interesting to me. He played so well last week. I- I'm gonna have to go review the game, and I will rewatch it again. So lucky me that I gotta go watch this a second time. So I'll-, I'll come back with some analysis on whether or not I thought that the offensive line looked better, and if Ruiz played better and followed up his good performance in week two, I'll check that out and see what happened. But I think that that draft class is looking pretty bad. Uh, I can't deny that. That that's for sure. What's funny too, we were blocked field goal, which I forgot who missed a block that wait, wait. We were I don't know if this is making sense, but on a fumble return touchdown from that win with how bad we played to be two bad plays away, uh says something. Yeah, look, that is why I keep saying these games are frustrating. You are losing to teams that are terrible. The Saints played horrible today, and the Panthers couldn't put them away because the Panthers are a bad football team. That's frustrating, guys. It's really frustrating. This is a, this is a, the Saints are bad right now. They, there's not there's not much going on right now. I want Ken Dorsey as my head coach next year. Hey, look, I think he'll probably be a popular coaching candidate after this season's over, but I'm always like weary about coordinators and having great quarterbacks. And if, if it's them or if it's the quarterback and I know they ball looks great with the giants through two games. So maybe that is there, but I always think about like, look at Nathaniel Hackett, right? He coaches Aaron Rodgers, gets a head coaching job. And through two weeks, Nathaniel Hackett's clueless. So I don't disagree with you on that idea. Like, I think that there will be people talking about Dorsey, but I don't know. We ain't talking enough about how Will Lutz is not that consistent. He's just been the best in a revolving door of very bad kickers. Also, AK hasn't been the same since the 2018 season. So, all great points. And now I'm going to spend some time talking about all three points, so I'm really really glad that you brought those up. The first thing with Will Lutz. He has not been consistent since 2019, I think. The 2019 was his last consistent year. 2020, we didn't want to talk about it, but he was like slipping a little bit. Like he was kind of having a rough patch to end the season. Then he missed 2021, of course. He was so good in training camp, though. That's why I'm confused. He missed, I think, two kicks in all of training camp. He took like 40 of them. And I thought that he would really just ignite that kicking game this year and that we'd be they'd be better for it. But that hasn't been the case. And right now, they really are, honestly getting to the point where it's like, okay, man, like Will Lutz was supposed to ease that problem. I don't really think he's eased that problem. He used to be automatic. He's not automatic. And you're lying to yourself. And I agree with you right now. You're probably feeling the same way as I feel about this. When Will Lutz goes to attempt a field goal, you're probably not like, okay, three points, put him on the board. You're like, oh shit, is he going to make this kick? As for the AK situation, Alvin Kamara, his usage has changed since the Saints lost Drew Brees. People don't want to admit it, but that's the truth. Drew Brees, everyone liked to call him check down Charlie towards the end of his career, but he did that a lot, and that's where AK got a lot of usage. 81 catches, 81 catches, 83 catches. Jameis Winston does not like to throw to his running backs out of the backfield. He just doesn't. That's not his thing. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't do it. He's not going to change that. So the Saints aren't going to get that production out of Alvin. So what do they do with Alvin? They start using him more like a traditional running back, running him inside the numbers. And then you start to see him get banged up, break down a little bit. It's terrible management of one of your most unique players. And maybe, maybe they will change that moving forward, but it just doesn't fit because Jameis doesn't use his running backs like that. And the Saints are like, okay, now we got to find a way to overcompensate for that. And that's what you get. But that, that's how I feel about it. I don't think the AK's lost a step. I think the AK's just not used the same anymore. And you're seeing how much that hurts. I've heard so many comments about Jameis going from Drew, the goat breeze. I've never actually realized how spoiled we were. Definitely still got faith in Jameis though. Look, whoever was coming in, was going to be damned because, like you said, you're replacing the Drew Brees. And there is no replacing the Drew Brees. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's the most accurate quarterback of all time. He ran this system in his sleep. And the problem is, you have that paired with Jameis, who's trying to revitalize his career. It's a lot to ask for. There's that added pressure on top of your own individual pressure that you're dealing with. So it's just not working. As for the faith part, I commend all of you guys that have faith that they're going to turn this quarterback situation right now around. I personally do not think they are going to turn this quarterback situation around. I have my fingers crossed that they do, but they haven't shown enough right now for me to be like, hey, I think they will. I just don't. And you can go look at the numbers, and I saw some people saying, well, how can you say that? He threw for 350 yards today. Today looked like a very 2019 Buccaneers game, right? A lot of like mistakes, a lot of nice throws down the field, a couple of picks, just sloppy, right? Just sloppy football, so... 
I, I'm just, I'm worried right now about this quarterback situation. I'm worried about it. That, that's just how I feel about it. Jeff Duncan said he politely declined to talk to the media that he would in London. I don't blame him because defense has done enough to be three and oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, defense has done enough, man. I mean, they struggled week one and they have bounced back the last two weeks. So we'll, we'll kind of see. We'll see. But I, I just don't, I, I really don't know where they go from here. What's crazy, in my opinion, also about not going to Dalton is why wait? Dalton is probably the best backup in the league. He's a decent quarterback. I really do think he can be great while Winston heals. He did take Cincy to the playoffs before in his prime. He has experience. Yeah, look, that's the thing, right? A good backup quarterback, it's not about being better than the starter. It's not about wowing us. It's about keeping the ship steady. And your current, your current captain of this offense is not keeping the ship steady, whether it's the, the injuries, whether it's just him, him just struggling right now. It's probably a combination of both. And the injuries have really heightened those struggles, it seems like. He's not steering the ship in the right direction. Common sense is you figure it out so the, the boat doesn't capsize. But they, they just decided to let this thing rock for two weeks. And I promise you, if it happens again in week four, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and vent about it anymore because I'll just be wasting my breath. I'm running out of oxygen today talking about this situation that the Saints refuse to address. And, and, it, and it's unfair to everyone involved, in my opinion. It's unfair to Jameis because now... He is out there struggling, man. And like I said, if you're going to play, you're subject to the criticism. So he's going to get the criticism. And at Dalton, you signed, maybe thinking, hey, I could play quarterback if something happens here. Well, joke's on you, man. That's not happening. So it's it's just tough. Speaking of Marshawn, Justin Jefferson will be a nice matchup. Marshawn locked him up last time, played the Vikings, but this matchup will be interesting. Yeah, Jefferson's got him better. I think Lattimore's playing his best brand of football right now. His best. DJ Moore had one catch for two yards. One catch for two yards. So I, I I agree with you. I'm thrilled you brought that up, by the way. I think that is a matchup that is going to be so fun to watch. And that will kind of be what we talk about, right? That's going to be something that we really, when we go into that Vikings game and we do a little preview show and we say what's working, what's not working, what's going to determine the outcome. Lattimore versus Jefferson is going to be really damn good. And I hope that's what they do because for some reason, Marshawn just can't go against Adam Thielen. So maybe Debo versus Thielen. And Lattimore versus Jefferson. And man, that's going to be some fun matchups on the outside. Another zero points in a half. And I'm a scream defense having it be on the field too damn long. That's why they gave up that long ass touchdown. Dudes out there tired. Look, the defense does get tired. I still don't excuse that touchdown though. I don't know what the hell PJ Williams was doing. And I defend PJ Williams more than anyone else. I don't know what he was doing. I don't think he knows what he was doing. That was just such a weird play. So I, I, I do agree though. Another scoreless half. People are going to freak out. Pete Werner, Pete Carmichael, stop confusing me throwing Pete's name around. Yeah, no, Pete Werner is doing his thing. Pete Carmichael is doing nothing. That's the difference. What about the missed field goal attempts? Yeah, look, we talked about it before, man. You're, you are 1,000% right. The, when I started the show, I started talking about the offense and while they're struggling, and then I transitioned over to special teams because the Saints are winning one phase. It's defense, and they are getting owned in the other two phases. Owned. And simple math that you guys, we all can do it here. You lose two out of three phases, you're probably losing the game. And I don't care how good that other phase is. You're going to lose the game. We should have just signed Eric Bieniemy. Should have just had a more honest, in my opinion, coaching search. I, I just feel like they were... So, we all knew it was going to Dennis Allen. We all knew it was going to Dennis Allen. And um, yeah, if we lose next week, wrap up the season. I do agree with that, right? I know some people are like, hey, don't say the sky's falling, season's over. I'm not saying the season's over, but... If you lose another game, you drop to one and three. Gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, man. It's going to be tough. So we'll see. I'm sad, and the Saints are responsible. Yeah, Gabriel. I mean, that's not wrong, man. Not wrong. I'm sure you're not alone in that thinking. Zach, you kill everything you say. Saints football is everything. Me never nod in my head more in agreement than what you had to say. I appreciate that, man. I know I can be frustrating sometimes, and I'll say some stuff that people don't agree with, and. I'm, I am not always on the mark. I'm not always on the mark. But I, I today I had to rant because fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times. That's, that's you know what comes next, right? So I, I, it's gotten to the point, man, where I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stop venting about the offense if they do it again next week, and I'm just going to accept this is who they are. They got one more week, third time, third time to turn it around and say we've learned from our mistakes. 
and you can't do it then, you're not going to do it at all. That's just my opinion. You can't get it done by week four. You're not getting it done any anytime this season. Ooh, let's let's spam Drew and convince him to be our OC. He'll do all the rework for Jameis and tear defenses apart. Look, that sounds like a nice fan fiction thing, but uh, I I promise you, if Drew does anything like coming back wise, it'll probably be broadcasting a second gig with Fox Sports. That that's just from my conversations that I had with him and through what he's talked about this year about being close to his family. I don't think he would do coaching. I, I think if he comes back, it'll be Fox Sports doing that. But we'll see what happens. Roby is clearly on the down end of his career. Can't wait until we get Debo back on the outside. Yeah, I I don't disagree there. I don't disagree there. Um, I, I think that Roby has really struggled. And I think that if you're talking about a weak link in the secondary, that's kind of probably been him right now. But when Debo comes back and you kick him in the slot, I think you could kind of mask a lot of the issues that are going on. And I think they will get masked, to be honest. I also really do not want to see Jameis out there Sunday. His movement is getting worse by the day, and they're making the situation worse. Yeah. Last week, Jameis didn't move in a way that I was like, holy crap, this guy really is hurt. But people put videos of him warming up today, and I was like, this guy can't move. And I I feel for him. I feel for him. But he's out there. It's probably his decision and the medical staff decisions and the coach's decision, and they all wear a hat in this. So, yeah. Yeah. Chris, I'm curious on your prediction for the rest of the season. How do you see unfolding? I know it's tough, but just curious. Come back. To, I will come back to this. I promise you, I will come back to this question after the Vikings game. Because if they win the Vikings game, I think the Saints are going to make a. They're going to have a little bit of momentum, a little bit of momentum. If they lose the Vikings game, I think it's going to be incredibly tough for them to turn this thing around. If they win the Vikings game and they're two and two. I think they're going to take that moment momentum into Seattle. And I think that uh, momentum from the Seattle game will go into a Cincinnati game that will be a packed house. I really, really do feel that way. But I got to see how that Vikings game comes it comes out before we go to that. See, do you knew DA and Pete were garbage? That's why he stopped listening. Nah, I mean, look, it was clearly a money thing. And I'm glad that CJ, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson probably going to get his. So he deserves his money. But that, that's all it came down to. Pretty funny, though. Sounds good. I'll ask next week. Yeah, no, I promise you. Ask me next week, and I'll, I'll have an answer for you. I really do think next week is so pivotal. If the Saints beat the Vikings and they go to 2-2, two and two, I think the outlook of this team changes. I think of the 2017 team, and granted, that was a much better football team with a much better coach and a much better quarterback. They were changed after that, that win in the, against the Dolphins in London. And usually when the Saints go to London, that's where they figure things out. So if they lose in London, they're not figuring it out this year. If they win in London, they got some hope. So that's why I say that. <laughs> Zach asked, what do you think about the D-line? Definitely worried about the sack production so far. I thought they were better today. Uh, Sack-wise, you had uh, Granderson with half a sack, JT Gray with half a sack, DeMario with a sack, Cam Jordan with a sack. So I, I thought they were better. They're, they're so slow, though, because they, the, the Saints want to build their defensive line like the, the New Orleans Pelicans front court instead of getting some speed rushers, you know? And that's their type. The Saints have a type, right? So... I guess this is what they want. But I, I thought the defensive line's been better. I really, like, honestly, th- this might be lazy analysis. I really, I, I I think it'd be messed up if I sit here, like, complaining about anything defensive-related. Like, I think the defense is fine. What would be the biggest change you'd want to see for next week other than not watch? <laughs> ah, that's pretty funny. So, Biggest change I want to see is stopping predictable on offense. Uh, stop being predictable. Stop throwing it on first down to running it on second and 10 to throwing it on third and 10. Mix it up. Mix it up, dude. You can't just keep going pass, run, pass, or run, run, pass. Like, it's it's getting so predictable, but that's what they keep doing. So that's the one thing I want to see change. Curious about Hardy because the past few weeks he hasn't seemed as engaged. I wonder if it was contract related. Well, he is dealing with an injury. Like, I, I, I know that people want to go into whether or not he's, like, happy with the situation. But before he got hurt, he was fair catching a lot of stuff. He does have a contract situation where he wants to get paid, and I don't think the Saints are going to pay him. I said this from before. I think the Saints have their long-term kick returner in Rashid Shahid. So I, I do not think that Deontay Hardy is long for this team after this year. But I think that... You know, a lot of today was also because he was hurt. But I, look, if if it comes out that he's healthy and there's something wrong, all right, that's two guys now with a contract situation that you couldn't figure out, and that falls on coaching and, and personality management and stuff of that sort. So 
We'll see what happens. But he was injured today. I know a lot of people are talking about conspiracy theories and whatnot, and I do. I want to cut him some slack there. Saints won't win in London. I'm sorry. The Saints won't win in London. Sorry. The team isn't who we thought they were, and DA is not a good head coach. They might not. They might not. They might not, man. They, they, um, they have a lot of issues that they have to work through. So we'll see. When Adam Thielen goes for 115, two touchdowns, the Vikings defense looks like the 85 Bears next week. I'm going to have seriously rethink how I spend my Sundays. I'll tell you the beauty, though. Saints play in the morning next week. The morning ends. By the way, next Sunday is my birthday, so I cannot wait for the Saints to ruin that shit. I, I cannot wait. I am waiting with braided, uh, bated breath to watch the Saints just ruin my birthday uh, on that morning. It's only in the morning. We got the rest of the day to do whatever the hell we want. So it's morning. If they lose, we talk about it. If they win, we talk about it. And then we enjoy the rest of the day. So that is, that, that's the beauty of playing in the morning. But yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But anyway, guys, it's been an hour. I'm going to try and enjoy the rest of my Sunday. I know it's going to be tough, but I'm going to try and enjoy it. I appreciate all you guys so much for leaving comments and talking in the chat below. Uh, Got to try and find some comedy and humor in all the madness. That's how you get through the end of the day. But anyway, guys, I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend, if you can. And hopefully, the Saints can figure it out next week. We'll talk about it. I'll have some videos coming up in the next 24 hours. And we'll talk about what the Saints got to fix. It's a lot of stuff that they have to fix. And we'll see if they can do it. But that's going to do it for this recap edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination of the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.